Hey everybody, Michael and Abadesi are on a mini break this week, so we're going to give you a sneak peek into our Patreon exclusive. The stories are a bit older, but if you want an extra-ish early, make sure you sub to our Patreon. Yeah, so <laughs> this is two twin stories, yeah, this is about greed. Ooh. So, uh, obviously, uh, we just found out just now, Bernie Madoff died recently. He's 82 years old and he dies in jail. He, If you don't know who he was, he was involved in the biggest Ponzi scheme in the history of capitalism, basically. So, he took investors' money and he gave everybody these amazing returns. But these returns were all created from taking a new investor's money. He wasn't actually doing anything. And he ran that scheme for almost 20 wow. years, 20, 30 years. Um, and he only got flagged Damn. up because some other investors saw and they were like, how are you making this much money? You're making 20% a year, even in a down market? This makes no sense. He eventually got busted, went in jail, um, and he's now dead. And yeah, that's the price of greed. Like, why did you, there was no need. He was already a rich person. Why are you doing that? The other twin story in a separate world wow. completely... Um, DJ Mustard the producer extraordinaire he recently had to fire his personal shopper so his personal shopper uh, was a young lady she was on 70k a year getting paid uh, you know thousands of dollars a month decent living just to be a shopper to be someone's personal shopper basically wow that's a job that's a job yeah she got greedy and spent 50,000 of his own money for herself just so she could spend on the (laughs) That's what she could stunt on the gram. It really bees that way. And I'm like, listen, man, that's how you fumble the bag for real. Where you're just like thinking so short term. I think that's what that's what the link between the two stories are. Just short term thinking for your own personal benefit when it's not even in your, in your own personal benefit in the long run. I don't know. It's mad. That's like what we talked about last week. Like some people just don't have like just don't feel guilt. They don't feel like the world is divided into like people that are like purely self-oriented and then people who have slightly more empathy and, and altruism, but that's kind of it, you know? Yeah. And like, I think you're rationalizing it from the perspective of someone that can't relate to that mindset, but some of that mindset, like there are people listening who are going to be like, I'd try you know? <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, I bet you she'll find another opportunity and find another hustle. I don't know. She got put on blast on social media and she seems pretty apologetic. I'll change her name. <laughs> move, move abroad. But yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. Just don't let, just don't F yourself up for the gram. Stop trying to impress people. <laughs> and yeah. Like you lost a decent job now because you were trying to, you know, look good for the gram. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> just come on. Let's be, let, we've got to do better than she that. She has 65,000 followers. She hasn't been disowned yet. Uh, yeah. You never, listen, in this day and age, she might actually spin this into a career, like as an influencer. That's Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, because, um, I see her. Do you remember Catch Me Outside, girl? Bad baby, Catch Me Outside. She was on Dr. Phil and she was like, Catch Me Outside. She's this little oh, white girl. Oh, she went no. crazy. Oh, man. This, this, this really, like, she was a bit of a hood girl. She goes on Dr. Mm. Phil and she basically steps to Dr. Phil and she's like, listen, man, Catch Me Outside. Basically, you want to fight, oh, basically. No she goes Sick. viral. She goes viral. She's a young kid. She's like 15. And it gets really perverse because now she's legally of age. She's starting an OnlyFans account. And I think there was like a million dollars waiting for her as soon as she opened the account. So people are turning any kind of fame into millions. So I can't hey. be mad at the hustle. So she, if this Why person not? is clever, she could spin it into something. How's uh, your OnlyFans doing? Listen, we're struggling. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come support. Come support. You know what I mean? So the other thing that I found interesting, general BTC Bitcoin thing, Peter Thiel came out, made us quite an interesting statement. He doesn't come out and make statements unless he's kind of thought it through. Um, I don't know. He's a bit trolly to me. He is trolly, but, mm-hmm. and I disagree with probably 99% of what he says, but I do consider him <laughs> smart. I, I, I read his book and I think he's a smart, he's a smart guy, but I think he just uses that intellect for the wrong causes. He came out and said, he thinks that BTC Bitcoin probably is a Chinese financial weapon. And just to give, <laughs> the, yeah, just to give, just to give a backstory. So obviously... You're the economist, but the 
you the US dollar is the reserve currency of the world, which means that if I'm trading, if I'm Libya and you're Botswana, and we're trying to do an international deal, we're going to use dollars because that's the currency that we all trust. And it's backed by the biggest military in the world, as far as I understand, right? The US weaponizes the fact that they are the reserve currency by putting sa- sanctions on countries. So if Iran is, you know, not doing what the US wants, they'll say, we're sanctioning you, we're freezing your ability to use dollars, whatever, whatever. So it's a very powerful tool. Now, obviously, China is coming up, the new kid in, new kid on the block. Obviously, they're, you know, an ancient civilization. But in terms of now geopolitics, they've got a lot of strength now that they once didn't. Mm-hmm. And they hate the fact that the that US has that. They want parity. They, they see themselves as, you know, we have the right to, to you know, do what we want to do as well. So nobody wants to use the rimbi, I think it's called the Chinese currency. It's not, mm. it hasn't got that kind of prestige. But what if there was a neutral currency that Ooh. all countries in the world could trust because nobody owned it and it was on the mythical blockchain? Now, <laughs> the other point of evidence is that most of the mining happens in China for BTC and it's really bad for the environment, but that's where it goes down. I sometimes when I think, oh, this is too conspiratorial, but I think there are people who work in governments whose whole job it is to think on this kind of 4D chess, yeah. 3D chess, right? So, it is possible that as a happy accident, they realized that actually, because I think in the beginning, China wasn't that supportive of BTC. I think they were trying to clamp it down on it in their own country. But I think they realized that on a, the world stage, it is to their advantage. If there is a currency that basically makes the US dollar not as viable, you know, if there are alternatives to it for mm. international trade. What do you, what, what say you like, do you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I was reading it. I, I, I subscribe to Bloomberg now because I'm trying Ooh. to get into investing. Yeah. Uh, but um. I saw this, I saw this piece. And so the first thing I want to say is like, I have biases and there are like certain like individuals in our space when like they say stuff, I'm just like, oh, here they I go roll. again. I roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta be honest about that because that's yeah, going to yeah. my reflection. But I think it is pro- like plausible and probable that this could be the case. But I, I don't want us to now start to be suspicious of crypto for that reason. Like we should be suspicious of crypto because it's like pretty volatile as an asset class and more and more like early uneducated investors are choosing to put their disposable income into this over far more reliable and stable assets. Like I think that's like a much more important conversation for us to be having. Like I have been in the crypto game ish since like product hunt, but even still, I still don't have a freaking clue. Like I have never actually mined a coin myself and I'm still not sure compared to other types of stocks and shares, how I actually like evaluate that long-term yield Mm -hmm. for this asset. Like I just don't know. And I am starting to suspect that more and more people are actually closer to my end of the knowledge spectrum than pretend to be online. There are a lot of crypto heads that also don't know. And I think that's a far more important conversation to have. Look, this idea of like, oh, US versus China, China versus whoever, these games are as old as time. Like, who cares? What What's the US doing to destabilize other global economies and maintain its position as like, you know, the number one country and whatever? Like, I'm bored. I'm bored of the US-China conspiracies, honestly, personally. I'm just like, just get on with it. Just get on with like other things that are far more important. Like we're still arguing about who's going to dominate this version of capitalism when this version of capitalism is like destroying like the fabrics of what it even is to be a human and have dignity. And I think that is a much more interesting conversation I want to have. All these billionaires talking about, oh God, American billionaires, we've got to protect we got to protect our economy. Otherwise, the Chinese billionaires are going to take over. Come on, like evolve, evolve your brain. Like, but I, 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 I do think it has a real world impact because if you're an Iranian citizen and your country is under sanctions or you're, you know, another country like a Libya, you're under sanctions, whatever. If there's an alternative currency, it, it does make a difference. So obviously from us in the West, it doesn't, our lives are kind of not really affected by any of this. Like, but if you are in a country that's sanctioned, it can have a massive impact. So 
and also I think the next 20, 30 years, whoever is the kind of top dog in terms of nation state, it, it does trickle down slightly to the average citizen. I don't think it's completely just we can just divorce ourselves from it and say, oh, it doesn't make a difference. Like, who cares what they do kind of thing? Because I think, you know, look at the Iraq war. Look at look at, look at look how many millions of people have died, like, you know, based off US militarism. And if there's a, another power to check them, and I'm not saying that I support yeah. either, but I'm saying if there's another power to check them, yeah. the, the balance of power looks different. The world looks different. And there's maybe less death or maybe there's more death. Who the hell knows? I don't know. And thinking about it, maybe on our day-to-day lives isn't the most relevant thing, but it's good to keep an eye open, like, and think. And I, I personally find it fascinating, these kind of things. And maybe that's my bias. Like, I find geopolitical no, fascinating. I think I mean? they are interesting. I, I, I do think it's really interesting. And, you know, one of the things that I would be thinking about is, like, okay, the most... I don't know, marginalized economies by wealth or something like that. What, how do they access currency? And yeah, you've been to the market, you've seen like literally stacks and stacks of paper and you've seen people literally physically exchanging cash or, or exchanging foreign currency. What happens if Bitcoin or some other digital cryptocurrency replaces the dollar? You then need to have access to the internet and like access to like all of those things and make sure that everyone that needs to access currency, exchange currency, etc., also has access to those things. So I feel like infrastructure around the world would have to change before that's a real like threat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, know. no, but I, yeah, well, you'll see in it. I think um, the next ten years is going to be going to be mad fascinating. And my concern is that the US won't take this line down and it will get sticky. But I hope that's wrong. I hope that's wrong. War on Coinbase. War on Coinbase. Um, <laughs> everybody, watch out for your investments. <laughs> yeah. Taking it back to Elon for a second. So y- you actually brought this up. The fact that Tesla is no longer accepting Bitcoin because of the environmental impact of mining cryptocurrency. Basically, yeah. So um, surface level, mm-hmm. this looks like a good thing, right? Like, oh my God, they care so much about the environment. They're like not accepting Bitcoin because people are mining too much. But I noticed this trend in extremely privileged people that once they've got their lot once they filled their tummies, no one else is allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, you think talk that's what to me it, about you, that? I could talk about you that. You see what I'm saying? I'm not sure. Like this... it happens. It happens yeah. sometimes. You know, it's kind of like it was like it was like when Melinda. Like I mean, this is how my brain makes the connection. So it doesn't mean that it's accurate or correct. Yeah. But like there was a time where Melinda Gates was under fire because she was saying that African women are having too many children. Yeah. And she was like, African women need to have less kids. Yeah. And I was like, no one was telling white people to have less kids. X hundred years ago when there was like the industrialist boom and da, 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 whatever, all those things that like helped their GDP grow. And now it's like people want to come and tell people how many kids to have. That's not cool. That's not okay. And now it's like a person who has profited off of the growth of cryptocurrency so hugely, mm. not just him personally, but his, fa- his company, all of the companies, all of his friends, all of his family. Now as consumer investors are participating more widely in this market and there's a a growing narrative that you know people who never could have been rich are now you know actually investing in crypto because they can get more from their money than if they just put it in a savings account because interest rates are flat because of you know economic recession and all this bs now really rich people are like oh crypto is not good for the environment actually (laughs) yeah i think he's saying no i agree i think he i don't believe that he was dumb enough to buy all that bitcoin and not realize that bitcoin was bad for the environment exactly. I, so, so that's that's where i'm like i'm not sure i mean i think 
The sequence of events is essentially that they bought BTC through Tesla, um, and Tesla is meant to be the electric car revolution. It's meant to be it's help. It's meant to be positive for the environment, right? And then eventually, I think environmental groups wrote to them and said, "Listen, what the fuck are you doing?" Basically, like most of the crypto Bitcoin mining, and I've got to specify Bitcoin mining because not all crypto is as energy intensive as BTC. There's other coins mm-hmm. and, and blockchains that are not. So Bitcoin mining is mainly done in China, and it's mainly used of coal. So I'm not sure if he would, I would struggle to believe he wasn't aware of this beforehand. So I, that would be in favor of your position. Like I don't, it does strike me as a bit unbelievable to think that someone as smart as Elon could be that stupid. And where you're right is that he did buy BTC and they have sold BTC, a, a percentage of it and made a huge profit. Um, I just don't like so, when people are using know. their profiles in the wrong ways like this. I was just like, oh, now you want to draw attention to the environmental impact of this so that all the other consumer investors who are getting into it are now going to have to start feeling guilty and feeling bad for getting rich you had no qualms getting rich off bitcoin for the exact same reasons a few years ago like i just it just feels like right. a way to limit opportunities for other people and i don't know it just it doesn't sit well with me possibly one path we have not mentioned as well it w- just came to me because of that bbc show years and years and there was someone in that show she was a teenager in a family and she told her parents she wanted to be trans Got you. but really she said she wanted to be transhuman meaning right. she had an ultimate goal Similar to, I guess, David Cur- Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, Ray, yeah. The um, guy who wants to live forever, basically. <laughs> yeah, quotation yeah. marks on live. But she she said, I want to become non-human. I don't want to be human anymore because humans are, are mortal. I want to trans... We don't know what that is. What does it mean, though? You want to become one with a computer? I don't know. <laughs> I guess you I become Siri. It's like a Black Mirror episode, isn't it? Like that one yeah. with um, Donald, Gle- Donald Gleeson, that Irish guy, where oh, he... You don't oh, know that the, one. Anyway, the, oh, the redhead guy. He the redhead guy. Away. The redhead guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. He passes away, and then his wife makes Uploads him again him. for their kids, so that okay. their kids can visit him every birthday. Anywho, I guess what I'm trying to say is there could be more and more people that just would rather be mm. an avatar than a human. Yeah, and that is another possibility of why avatars would be important. I mean, there are already people that like want to be cats instead of humans. There's that lady that's like spent millions and millions on yeah. plastic surgery to be a cat. Final thing I just wanted to say on avatars. It was really, 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 really interesting article by Lee Quen mm. all about the fashion items mm. she has purchased for her avatar. So she has had custom-made outfits. It's a crypto startup, Voltage Goat. Mm-hmm. And you can meet them in their VR chat gathering space. And you can get your avatar, some personalized stuff. I'm looking at a picture of her avatar right now. You know, really cute little crop top vibe, low cut Mm -hmm. jeans. Um, Now there are crypto collectibles being sold. Okay. So a lot of these fashion items are effectively like taking the form of a token. RTFKT Studio made $3.1 million in seven minutes by selling crypto collectible sneakers. Yeah, I'm in the wrong business. I'm in the wrong <laughs> business right now. I don't now. think I wanted to say. I'm in the wrong is that business. People have been known to drop upwards of 10,000 US dollars on virtual shoes alone. Yeah, you know I'm what? I'm just going to leave it at that. Leave it at that. But leave think it about it though. If you've got, if you, if, if you, if, if you have like, I don't know if people's avatars are necessarily like on the blockchain, but let's say there is like, you can put like your personal, like Abedessi's Morpheus avatars on the blockchain. And there's a one of a kind sneaker that's also on the blockchain, like an NFT, and you could acquire that. I think that's going to be quite a big business. I can see people mm. doing that. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Because we the blockchain basically yeah, listen, the blockchain makes everything it, it, it produce like with these NFTs, it produces scarcity. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's it's like and, and human beings we love scarce shit. Look at the queues outside for Supreme trainers and Supreme <laughs> like. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, my I can just see the future. My avatar's got these these, these trainers, and my avatar's got this hat. It's a one off, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. It's the zero zero one token. You can't get that. Oh man, <laughs> the future is gonna be a lot stranger than anyone can predict. I promise you that. <laughs> Like I'm starting to feel like my parents when like I try to explain to them certain things and they just yeah. don't get it because it's so so far removed from how they grew up. <laughs> I'm starting to see ahead. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be that guy, and it happens to us all. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Um. Anyways, interesting time. 